0: Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the weekly podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. I'm Jessica, and I'm joined today by one of our amazing youth leaders and co-leaders of our new GCC Serve team, Brooke Hamby. Hello. And once again, the queen of all things finances, Sherry Smith. Hello. Today is our second of four Bible studies in the book of Ruth. So today we will be in chapter two. We will be reading in the message version. So if you have your Bible app or your Bible handy, you can follow along with us. But before we jump in today, I wanted to ask both of you a random question. What was your first job? And we'll
1: start with Sherry. Okay, my first job, real job, besides uh, mowing and raking leaves yeah me and my brother did that in the neighborhood and um but i worked at burger queen in crossville tennessee it was on main street and um it it's it is now dairy queen it was burger queen then druthers and then now Dairy Queen mm. so that was way back That's in
2: nice. the day. Wow I didn't know there was a <laughs> Burger, Burger Queen. Me <laughs> <queen>.
1: either. <laughs> you know how many people I say that yeah I, and they're I'm like oh you made a
0: mistake. <laughs> That's what I assume. I'm like, oh, did like you mean mistake.
1: Burger King? I have to think about it too because it, it was it had a big B on it. Burger Queen. That's me. Not the DQ, <laughs> the BQ. BQ yeah. yeah. All right Brooke Long
2: what about, about you? Um, I babysat probably from the age thirteen, but my real job was probably at Genesis Italian Girl as a
0: server. Oh wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well mine was, um, I worked at a shoe store, so I got to well, technically I worked at a tanning salon first and then I got a job at the shoe store and it was pretty It was fun. I liked it. I learned a lot about shoes that I still kind of apply today. (laughs) Well, It helps me to be able to pick shoes correctly. (laughs) So, yeah. So now that you know a little bit about us, um, we're going to jump in and begin reading. Ruth, chapter 2, verse 1. It so happened that Naomi had a relative by marriage, a man prominent and rich, connected with Elimelech's family. His name was Boaz. One day, Ruth, the Moabite foreigner, said to Naomi... I'm going to work. I'm going out to glean among the sheaves, following after some harvesters who will treat me kindly. Naomi said, Go ahead, dear daughter. And so she set out. She went and started gleaning in a field, following in the wake of the harvesters. Eventually, she ended up in the part of the field owned by Boaz, her father-in-law, Elimelech's relative. A little later, Boaz came out from Bethlehem greeting his harvesters. God be with you, they replied, and God bless you. Boaz asked his young servant, who was foreman over the farmhands, Who is this young woman? Where did she come from? And The foreman said, Why, that's the Moabite girl, the one who came with Naomi from the country of Moab. She asked permission. Let me glean, she said, and gather among the sheaves following after your harvesters. She's been at it steady ever since, from early morning until now, without so much as a break. So one thing that stood out to me about this passage is how much of a hard worker Ruth was. Because I mean, she literally was like, I'm going, I'm going to go ask somebody if I can glean after them in their while they harvest. And she, you know, she kind of set out with that, you know, attitude of I'm going to do whatever I have to do to provide for my family. And I think that that really caught the attention of Boaz.
2: I think so too. I think and it showed that Naomi um, supported her. She said, yeah, go do whatever it takes, you know. Yeah. Because I don't think Naomi was able to glean the fields. No, right. Yeah. At this point. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's talk about Boaz. Is oh. that not a cool name? It is a cool name. I love that name. and Yes. I'm sure he was uh, pretty handsome i would hope so <laughs> i would hope so too yes. i was looking at this and it said think of ancient mr darcy so do y'all know who mr darcy is i do not today. do not from pride and prejudice i don't watch that i don't I, know it's a, it's a not it's a movie it's, it's a movie yeah but anyway so so he was handsome cool. i would say but yeah mr darcy was handsome so i imagine that boaz was too that's
2: pretty and that cool. roof
1: was was pretty
2: I would say so. I think she had like a natural beauty. Because she
1: wasn't the only woman out there working. Right. So, um, for whatever reason, she caught... Boaz's eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So, we will go on to the next set of verses. And Sherry's going to read those for us.
1: Then Boaz (laughs) spoke to Ruth. Listen, my daughter. From now on, don't go to any other field to glean. Stay right here in this one. And stay close to my young women. Watch where they are harvesting and follow them, and don't worry about a thing. I've given orders to my servants not to harass you. When you get thirsty, feel free to go and drink from the water buckets that the servants have filled. She dropped to her knees, then bowed her face to the ground. How does this happen that you should pick me out and treat me so kindly, me, a foreigner?" Boas answered her, I've heard all about you, heard about the way you treated your mother-in-law after the death of her husband, and how you left your father and mother in the land of your birth, and have come to live among a bunch of total strangers. God rewards you well for what you've done, and with a generous bonus besides from God, to whom you've come seeking protection under his wings. She said, Oh, sir, such grace, such kindness. I don't deserve it. You've touched my heart, treated me like one of your own, and I don't even belong here. At the lunch break, Boaz said to her, come over here, eat some bread, dip it in the wine. And so she joined the harvesters. Boaz passed the roasted grain to her. She ate her fill and even had some leftover. So, yes. So up there it said, listen, my daughter. Why did he say that to her? Listen, my daughter.
2: Is this supposed to be a respect thing? Maybe Boaz was older than her? Do you think maybe he was an older, wiser man?
0: I think he was. I, I don't know why I think that, but for some reason, I do think that he was older than her.
2: But still handsome, Sherry.
1: Very mm-hmm. handsome. I'm <laughs> sure of it. I don't and know, I, d- I do daughter. get the feeling
0: that he he does respect her. So if it was like a, you know, it was kind of a respect thing. And, um, I he he even goes on, you know, to like say that his servants are uh, have been told to respect her and right. and things like that. So you don't really do that for people that you don't you don't care much for and it
2: could be even like how we say yes sir yes yeah. ma'am it could be something like that who knows he it says that he he's heard all about her so it and shows that she has a good reputation yes,
0: she even though she's a by mm-hmm. people are you know talking about her and that he he picks out the good things i'm sure that there are not always great things that are said about her especially in this culture that she's living in and being a foreigner to this land but um it just shows that he what he's heard is good things and he likes that. So,
2: I think it's awesome how she's going to work so hard in these fields just for her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. You know, that shows that she probably loved her husband that had passed away and mm-hmm. that he's that she's going to take care of her mother-in-law and make sure that she's provided for, has a home and food. Yeah,
0: that's I mean, that shows a lot about her character. Yes. And also one thing that jumped out to me is kind of the foreshadowing of Jesus in this. In verse 14, it says, At lunch break, Boaz said to her, Come over here, eat some, bre- eat some bread, dip it in wine. So, I mean, that's a foreshadowing of communion and the last supper that Jesus will have. And then it says that she ate her fill and even had some left over. Oh, And wow. that is foreshadowing of um, when Jesus multiplies the loaves and the fish. Yes. That they all had food left over. And I think that it's interesting that, like, he Boaz in that shows like that whole little scene there with them together eating shows Jesus so much and how generous he was. It was like he had he had this that was going to make her full and overly full and even have some left over and I think that that just shows how Jesus is and how generous we can be with Jesus because we have something that can fulfill people and not only fulfill them but can overflow them.
2: Yes, that is so perfect. that was
0: pretty great. That was probably my favorite verse out of the whole thing.
2: I all. never thought of it yeah. like that but I see it now that you say that yeah. and that could even go back to why he called her daughter I mean like yeah. it could
0: represent that also. And I mean Boaz is the foreshadowing of Jesus. How he was their kinsman redeemer and how Jesus is our kinsman redeemer and you know I mean it just goes on and on but this is one of the reasons I love this story and why I love Old Testament stories a lot of the time is trying to find Jesus in those stories.
2: And I think that can be missed easily. I think that yeah. we would just focus on Ruth and how she is treating her mother in law and how she has a good reputation. Mm-hmm. She comes to a foreign land to provide for her mother in law. I think that we could easily miss yeah.
0: that. When the story you think that it's about Boaz and Ruth, but it's there's not. so it's much about more <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so with that Brooke is gonna finish us out with verses fifteen through twenty three. When she got
2: up to go back to work, Boaz ordered his servants, Let her glean where there's plenty of grain on the ground. Make it easy for her. Better yet, pull some of the good stuff out and leave it for her to glean. Give her special treatment. Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. When she threshed out what she had gathered, she ended up with nearly a full sack of barley. She gathered up her gleanings, went back to town, and showed her mother-in-law the results of her day's work. She also gave her the leftovers from her lunch. Naomi asked her, where did you glean today? Whose field? God blesses whoever it was who took such good care of you. Ruth told her mother-in-law, the man with whom I work today, his name is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, why, God bless that man. God hasn't quite walked out on us after all. He still loves us in bad times as well as good. Naomi went on. That man, Ruth, is one of our circle of covenant redeemers, a close relative of ours. Ruth the Moabitess said, well, listen to this. He also told me, stick with my workers until my harvesting is finished. Naomi said to Ruth, that's wonderful, dear daughter. Do that. You will be safe in the company of his young women. No danger now of being raped and some stranger's field. So Ruth did it. She stuck close to Boaz's young women, gleaning in the fields daily until both the barley and the wheat harvesting were finished. And she continued living with her mother-in-law. I like in verse 20 how it's when every Naomi's talking to her daughter-in-law and saying, Why? God bless that man. God hasn't quite walked on us after all. So it yeah. makes me wonder, like, after the death of this husband, of, you know, Naomi's son, Ruth's husband, I'd say that they were devastated that they were upset you know like they felt alone and they this is a trial that they were going through that they did not have their husband or son with them any longer and I'd say they were having a really hard time and didn't think they knew how they were going to make ends meet.
0: yeah and I mean last week we talked a little bit about how Naomi kind of lost herself and she you know she even says to call her Mara and I mean she really genuinely was like you know, she lost who she was, and even wanted to change her name because of who she was. And I think in this, in that verse, um, she sees that God hasn't hasn't forsaken them,
2: right? That He's yeah. going to take care of them. Like He's his, He's their Father. Like yeah. He's going to be there. He's going to be present. He's going to make sure they're not going to suffer suffer or go hungry. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like she her hope is restored just yes. for one for one person's act of kindness. So I love that.
1: Well, if the kindness you know wasn't enough it's like oh somebody's letting you work in their field and then she finds out it's Boaz Mm -hmm. because you know he's very handsome (laughs) (laughs) he's got a reputation too yes he's very wealthy you know yes Mm -hmm. so
0: I think this
2: could go back to someone who has recently lost a spouse or like uh, who has recently lost maybe their husband Mm -hmm. I mean I think it shows that God's going to provide he's going to take care of you
0: right your story's not over just because something bad happened All right, so on that note, I think we will go ahead and end here. So thank you guys for joining us today. Be sure to let us know what you think of Chapter 2 in the comments. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.